Hi, I'm Pastor Kenneth Olusanya of the Vivify Ministries, and it is my joy that your heart is awakened to the finished works of Christ with such powerful simplicity. Are you ready? All right, here we go. Praise the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. So I am so, so glad that you're here this evening. Right now, just join me in the mood of prayer and worship and just thank the Lord because He is, He is our living hope. We have a hope in Him. We have eternal life. It's not something we aspire to. It's not something we're working hard to obtain or attain. We have received eternal life in Jesus. Come on, begin to thank him for that. Rejoice because you have a living hope in a world of despair, in a world of depression, in a world where we can't see beyond our last breath, where many people are trying to find how to live forever. We have the secret. Or rather, I should say, we have the free gift of salvation, eternal life, eternal life, eternal life. You have eternal life. So give God thanks right now. If you're not up on your feet, if you're not swelling with joy, then I don't know what will get to you other than the truth that you have eternal life. You have eternal life. Hallelujah. Come on, rejoice where you are and thank the Lord. Thank Him. You have the living hope because of his son thank you lord because of that last trumpet when it is sounded we will be caught up in the air and we will meet all those who were asleep in you and we will reign with you for all eternity glory to god hallelujah glory to god hallelujah praise be god thank you lord Rokutus inkiabana abarate kete jeketika tabana barakubunu jekita nambara batekete menembrokutusu jetekete menembrokoto. Come on, explode with thanksgiving. Explode with thanksgiving to the God who saves. Oh, give Him thanks. Give Him thanks. The one who bestows eternal life, free of charge, not because of your works, not because of your disposition oh not because you put yourself together but he gave it to you based on his grace and his merit and his favor come on just give him thanks erupt with praise right now just a few seconds more so make it count let the heavens know how grateful you are let the heavens know and the host of Heavens and the angels, let them hear you as you celebrate the King of glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You are our living hope. You are you are living hope. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Death has been defeated and you were raised to life victorious. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, because of your sacrifice, you became a man so that we will become you in, 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 in the Father. We will become sons, we will become heirs of salvation. That as you are, so are we in this world. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we've prayed. Now, just shortly, I want you to just raise your expectations for what you're going to encounter this evening. Look, the word of God will be taught, will be preached with power. I want you to raise your expectations. Are there things that you really hope to God will happen in your life? Start to raise your expectations. As the word of God is going forth, expect those needs to be met. Expect those prayers to be answered. Expect those expectations to be outmatched. Come on, begin to pray to the Lord. What are those things you desire of Him? Whether it's been a long time coming, you've been praying about this thing, a deep-seated, long-standing issue, or maybe this is something recent and or, or, or recurrent. Now I want you to pray. Pray and ask God, Lord, this is what I want. 
And so by the ministration of your word this evening, I receive what I have asked for. By my faith in your word, I receive what I have asked for. In the name of Jesus. Come on. Come on, pray right now. Come on, pray right now. If you are looking for favor, ask God for favor. Be specific. If you want a change from within, pray to Him about it. If it's for your family, pray about it. If it's for your career, pray about it. If it's for your siblings and your relatives and your friends, pray about it. If it's your business, that is still at infancy. Pray about it. If it's about health issues, pray about it. Raise your expectations. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Praise the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty matchless name, we have prayed. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. And so, precious Father in heaven, we are thankful. We love you because you first loved us. Thank you because you are, you are here and you are good and you are kind. And thank you because of your, your riches in glory and mercy. You've saved us. You raised us and quickened us together in you. Even though we're dead in our trespasses. Thank you Lord you bestowed upon us and within us the gift of eternal life. You've given us a hope that is alive and doesn't fade away. Thank you Lord because you are trustworthy. Thank you Lord because we can beat our chest and boast in your ability and bank on you. With 100% assurance that what you say you will do. Thank you, Lord. We are grateful. We pray that through the ministration of your word right now, things happen. Miracles happen. Lives are changed. Mindsets are renewed. Repentance happens where we were once wrong. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Come on, shout where you are. And thank God for his mercies. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. I can't thank you enough for being around for our service this evening. Just give your neighbor to your left, to your right, to your front, to your center in the cyberspace. Give them a virtual high five. <laughs> And just welcome them to this service. Thank you all for making it out. Uh, it's a chilly weather. It's a bit cold. Uh, but you made it. And I'm super proud and happy that you did. Thank you. Uh, I mean, this evening, trust me, what we have for this evening is powerful. It's straight to the point and short. And I need your attention. I need you to be here with me. I need you to listen carefully. Write down things. There are things you have to take away. And remember, in everything that is taught, there's a part where you listen. There's a part where you understand. But there's a part where you start to act it out. There's a part, there's a part where you need to take the step of faith and put these things to practice to be a doer of the word. Because that's what completes the cycle. When you receive, you know, and acquire knowledge, the next step is to understand that knowledge. And when you understand that knowledge, the next step is to apply it in wisdom. Glory to God. And so, this is what I want you to do this evening. This is that type of sermon, all right? And, and I want to just start with this scripture. It's very beautiful. I love to read it every time. If you know me, you know I love this scripture a lot. It's uh, Colossians chapter 4 from verse 12. Colossians chapter 4 from verse 12. So it's time to get out your Bible. Go to the book of Colossians chapter 4 from verse 12. And let's see what it says. All right, it says, Epaphras, who is one of you, a servant of Christ. I love Epaphras. He's such a great guy. Let me tell you what he did. He said he salute, saluteth you. Uh, that means he greets you, right? But this is also something that was discernible about Epaphras. Paul knew it. 
And what was Epaphras always doing, maybe behind the scenes or even out in the open? Always laboring fervently for you in prayers that you may stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. I love this scripture. That you may stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. Look, if there's any prayer that, that I pray for you, my friends and my brothers and sisters, it's that you will stand perfect and complete in all the will of God for your life. If Epaphras prayed this prayer, oh, you, you, need, you best believe that if he prayed this always, it's important. That you will stand, look, and, and that means it's possible that at sometimes a person, a child of God, may not stand perfect and complete in the will of God. It's possible that a child of God could stand outside of the will of God. And not flow in tandem with the will of God. And do things that are just ambitious or selfish. And outside of the will of God. But look. There's a way that God expects us to live. He expects us to walk according to his will. And free of charge I can tell you this. That God's will for you as a believer is victory. God's will for you as a believer is to walk victoriously on this earth. Now, I'm not promising you riches untold. I'm not promising you $50 billion in your account. I'm not promising you that you will live up to 200 years old. But I'm telling you that God wants you and desires that you live a life of victory a life of purpose, a life of righteousness, and a life of peace with all men. God wants you to walk in His will this year and every year of your life. So my prayer is that you walk in the fullness. And look, this is the same thing. It's a similar process. There's some things that you have as a believer that will not work for you. Unless you acknowledge that you have that thing and put it to work. There's some things you will never... Look, I mean, I can't be the only person <laughs> that experienced this. Imagine you're, you're really about to... If this happened to me once or twice or maybe five times, where I wanted to write a very important C8 test or mid-semester test or exam, and I was looking for my pen. I'm sure I put my pen in my bag. Where is this pen? And I checked my bag. Ah, BC, did I give you my pen? No. Tunde, did I give you my pen? No, no, I must have, you must have taken my pen. You look suspicious. No, it's not me. I didn't take it. All right, where is my pen? And I look, and I look. I can't write. I can't take this test. I won't be able to pass if I don't have my pen. Only for me to just put my hand on my chin, just thinking deeply. And I felt something over my ear. My pen, <laughs> my, my pen was cupped behind my ear and I didn't realize I'd been looking for this thing that has been there. And for some of you um, that wear glasses, I'm sure this has happened. You were looking for your glasses everywhere, your pair of glasses everywhere. And you didn't realize that it was actually sitting on your head. It was, it was there all along. That's how it is for believers. There are certain believers that are not living in the fullness of what God will have them live because they don't realize that there are things available to them to be used. God has equipped you with things that he wants you to use. And one of those things that God has equipped you with is his word. Say this with me. God has equipped me with his word. God has equipped me with his word. Oh, and his word is enough. Hallelujah. His word is enough. Hallelujah. I'm getting somewhere. This is just an introduction. The word of God is enough. He's equipped you with his word. And, and what he wants is that you see his word as that vital tool that with it you can walk and live victoriously and purposefully 
in all the will of the Lord on this earth. That is God's desire for you. But you see, sometimes it's very easy that we we tend to uh, downplay the power of the Word of God. Sometimes we forget what the Word of God says. Sometimes we might know the words, we might know that verse of Scripture, but it's just not working. And sometimes you've even believed it. You've, you've thought about the word, the, the word of God. You've prayed about it. And still nothing happens. What do you do then? And that's what we're talking about this evening. Look, I want you to pay attention. For, for some of you, something is going to shift. Shift in the direction of the will of God for your life. This night. And I want you to pay attention. You know, when you talk about words... When you talk about words, words are extremely powerful. Words are extremely powerful. Your words can change a lot. Do you agree? Now, let, let, me, <laughs> let me give you an example. Let me give you an example. I'll tell you how power. I'll just give you very typical examples. Imagine you, you walk into an airport, right? You walk into an airport. And you want to board the plane, and then you're being asked for your passport, your visa, um, and you're checking all these other things. And with your mouth, you open your mouth to say these words. Sir, um, I have a bomb in my box. Maybe you are just joking and fooling around, but you said, I have a bomb in my box. <laughs> Do you know what's going to happen? Immediately... You'll find yourself surrounded with some nice-looking, handsome gentlemen, but they look very angry at you for some reason. Because your words are powerful. You've literally just told these guys you are a threat to the airplane you're about to board. You can kill many people. I have a bomb in my box. They won't take it if you said those words somewhere else. Oh, well, it's just, you just laugh it off. But in an airport, oh my... <laughs> You're in trouble. <laughs> You're in trouble. I mean, it, it, words are powerful. Imagine you, you, you meet this girl and maybe you love this girl so much, but you wanted to just test some things and see, see, you know, just see her reaction. Uh, don't try this at home, kids. But you, you, you had an argument and you were talking with this girl you love so much. And because of your argument, you just say these words. You know what, babe? It, you know, it's, it's over. I'm done. I'm done with this. I'm done with you. I can't take this anymore. And you stand up and walk away. Do you know what your words have done right there? <laughs> You've broken a heart. You've shattered the person's heart. And if that person loves you so much, you've done so much damage. Words are powerful. I remember growing up. Oh, my God. I remember growing up. I, I, I always say this. I had some um, terrible acne issues. My face would break out terribly, pimples all over my face, black spots. And to, to top it off, I was very, very fat. Like back then, I was short and I was fat. Now, I, I wasn't thick, to be politically correct. I was fat. <laughs> I was big. And I, I remember one time, oh my God, I, I went, we used to have this national convention at the family church. And so, you know, we just walk and walk. Um, from the car to the main auditorium and I was always very back then I was very proud because um, we were one of the few people that that would take um, cars to, to the convention so I was just that back then I was like maybe nine ten thereabout and we just walk I was just walking so confidently like I was just so proud to be who I was you know walking walking and one unsuspecting young lady on the side was talking to her brother and said, Eh, see our boy, fatty bonbon. Look at it, see, he has pimple on his face. And immediately I heard that. Oh my days. <laughs> it was like my world crumbled. The, the, the nine year old boy who had walked so majestically from the car going to the main auditorium started to walk back to the car that evening in shame. In fact, I was hiding behind my mom. I was literally, she didn't know why I was doing that, but I was hiding. I felt hideous. I felt 
disgusting. I felt like I was ugly. I felt like people hated me. And to top it off, the next day at the camp, someone else called me fat. Someone else called me. It got so bad that I got angry. I almost hit one of them that was teasing me. Words are powerful. Now, I've talked about words in the negative. But let me me also show you how powerful words are. You know, I'll give you a personal example. And... I was talking to a friend of mine. Um, um, before we got to talking, I just noticed that uh, this person, it's a guy. He, he, he'd stopped communicating. He he'd felt very distant, you know. And when that happens many times, th- those, the, those are just some red flags that something is up somewhere. You know, when someone stays away for too long, doesn't talk to you, stays away from social media, that's many times a red flag. I'm I'm very sensitive to those things. And so I reached out, you know, one night, this was back in school days, and I I wasn't, I didn't go to his room because we're in different halls, and it was already late into the night, so I sent him a text. And I just told him, I sent him a text um, via... Uh, was it Instagram or Messenger? And I just asked, how are you doing? Like, are you okay? That was all I... And I'm going to ask those questions. I don't just ask as per as... You know, you can just say, how are you? Before the person answers, you already know what you want to say next. Eh, hey, eh, that my uh, 15 naira. <laughs> Some of you are like that. But I, I take my time to, to really listen. How are you? Like, are you really good? And, and his response was like, man... He took some time before he answered, but eventually he said something that he's really tired. And in fact, he had made up his mind that day that he wanted to just end things. Nothing was working out for him. Nobody cared about him. He felt invisible in his class, in his service unit, even joined the service unit so that somehow people would notice him and, and, and actually see him. But he felt invisible. He felt no one liked him. The girl he liked didn't like him back you know sometimes that's the source of all these things where where the person you know where, where your expectations were unmet basically and immediately he just tells me that look if, if you hadn't messaged me you probably would have heard the news you know the next day that he was gone he had already gotten things he was going to use to end his life the, talking about pills so words are powerful your words can change a life. If I look at what the Bible says, Romans 1 verse 16. Do you know the scripture? Romans 1 16. You have to know it. All right. Can you just read it with me together if you're sure and confident that you know this? Romans 1 16. All right. It says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. To everyone that believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Paul, Paul says something. He said, Look, you know, when you say you're not ashamed of something, it means you trust in that thing to fulfill the purpose for which it was made. Right? If I say, Oh, I am not ashamed of my iPad, it's because it's good. I'm not ashamed of my iPhone 12 Pro. I, I'm not ashamed. It's a good product. <laughs> Are you following me? And, and, and when you put your, your, your heart and your integrity on the line for something else, it means that thing is worth the hype. And he says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It is the gospel of Christ. First of all, you need to realize it's a message. The gospel of Christ is a message. It's in words. What is the gospel of Christ? It's good news. Good news about what? That look, you were a sinner. And that was the bad news. You were terrible. You were dead in your sins. You were headed for eternal damnation and perishing. But God, good and gracious in his mercies wherewith he had loved you. He gave his life for you and ransomed you. Simply put, you were dead. He brought you to life by his death so that you will live forever. That's the gospel's message. And Paul says that this message, it is powerful. It is the power of God to save. If God wanted to save people, he would use the gospel. It is the power of God to save 
everyone that believes. So, words, the message of the gospel in itself too is powerful. It's powerful. Words are powerful. Words, like I said, can trigger emotions. It can make a person happy, sad, angry, disgusted, destroy a person's self-esteem, build it up. Words can save a soul, can change a life. And that happens through the preaching of the gospel. And do you know that by words, the entire world came into existence? Let there be light, and there was light. Let the heavens above, the waters above, and the, and the waters be below, let them be separate. And then we had, we had the seas, and we had the, the sky. Let there be heavenly bodies, sun, moon, stars. With words, God fashioned the universe from nothingness. With words. Words are powerful. Words are powerful. But you know what? I, I want to put... I want to put more emphasis now on the nature of the word I'm talking about. Right? Yes, we're talking for for the context of this teaching, we're talking about the word of God. We're talking about the word of God being powerful, that there is power in the word. But I, I want you to see even more so that there is power in the spoken word word now i'm biased when i use that phrase because i'm a spoken word artist but there is power in the spoken word you know there are a lot of words now let me tell you this I, I i'm sure you can relate there are a lot of words that go into your mind every day right 24 7 you're always thinking right if, if you're a girl you, you you can relate and i'm not saying this being sexist girls think a lot you are very analytical it's something i envy a lot uh, sometimes i don't <laughs> but you think about a lot of things for a guy who is trying to make money you have a lot of thoughts in your head hands down right we, we have a lot of words that go on in our mind but when we don't say those words out they, they really don't do anything right for 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 the guy who has been trying to just you know reach out to that girl she's so beautiful she's so loving and you just want to let her know but you've thought the words you've even played out in your head the scenarios but it means nothing if you never actually say those words you can't just stand in front of the girl and look her in the eyes i'm like she should she should know now she should she should be able to tell that i like her let me just stand in front of her she can read my mind somehow. You know, she can read my body language. <laughs> I don't know where you learned that. It, it doesn't work, sir. You must say it. And when you say what is from within, when you bring the words that are within, bring them out, then they start to make an effect. So there is power, even I dare say, in the spoken word. When God wanted to create the world, he didn't think it. He spoke it. He spoke it to be. Praise the name of Jesus. How else do we know that the spoken words are powerful? When Jesus, after being baptized by John the baptizer, went into, wild, into the wilderness. And he was tempted of the devil there. And the first temptation turned the stone into bread. Now, Jesus must have been extremely hungry. Turn the stone into bread. Did he have the ability? Yes. He did. But Jesus knew that this temptation, first of all, not just was it going to make him break his fast, but he was appealing to the devil's question. The devil was questioning his identity. If truly you are the son of God, Jesus knew who he was. I don't have anything to prove to you. And Jesus didn't just think, ah, no, let me just shake this thought off my head. Ish, yeah, mm -mm, mm -mm. Devil, you, you, will not, mm -mm, you won't tempt me. No, devil, no. Mm -mm. I close my mind. I close my eyes. Yeah. Close my ears in the blood of Jesus. <laughs> I, 
cover. Imagine Jesus saying, "I cover my ears with the blood of Jesus." I mean, I mean, that would just be hilarious. But think about that. The Bible records that He says, "Man shall not live." by bread and the word bread actually in the hebrew means food so it wasn't just specific to bread some people have said yes you shall not live by bread alone that's why you add sardine or butter to the bread <laughs> no wrong uh bread there means food man shall not live by food alone but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of god jesus was literally saying that it's the word of god that sustains look he spoke those words out he spoke them and in so doing he resisted the devil he overcame the temptation by his words the next time oh the 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 devil took him to to the pinnacle of the temple and said jump down if you are the son of god jump down if you are the son of god the angels will carry you they will bear thee up lest you dash your foot against the stone right And Jesus responded to him, told him, don't test the Lord your God. Don't. And the last temptation, every temptation that he faced, he spoke. He spoke. He spoke. And that is one vital tool that many people haven't understood in overcoming temptations. If you really want to overcome temptations, you don't think them away, you speak them away. That's how God has designed it. So there is power in the word of God. Everything that the Lord Jesus spoke went from the the written scriptures. He spoke them. And they were effective. Effective. And powerful. Glory to God. Glory to Jesus. So look. Words are powerful. Words powerful when Jesus was working miracles on the earth as much as people believed in him and had faith he would tell them he will speak the healing to them if they believe he he asked them look they, they come to him with a problem Lord heal me of this heal me of that and he asked them do you believe if they say they believe He tells them, be it unto you according to your faith. He speaks it, be healed according to your faith. That's what be it unto you means. Be healed according to your faith. Receive what you have asked for according to your faith. As he speaks those words, it it brings results. People find themselves healed. The spoken word is powerful. It is powerful. Don't ever downplay the place of speaking words. Your words are important. The words that come out of your mouth are important. And maybe that's the reason why Paul says, Look, let every word that comes from your mouth be unto edifying. Let there be, no, uh, let there be found no um, vain communication out of your mouth. But only that which edifies or filthy communication. You know, he, he says, Be careful of what you say. Because what you say is important. Let me, you know, scientists have done a research that if you're walking on the road or maybe you're just coming back from work or from a lecture and you're walking and you're dragging your feet and they ask you, how are you? You say, ah, I'm tired. Research has said that when you say and admit that you're tired, you've informed your brain to act in that manner even more so. So you've told your brain, I'm tired, so begin to act tired. And before long, you start to realize that you're actually heavier, more tired, weaker bones. Um, you have weaker bones than, than, when you, than before when you said it, scientifically speaking. So your, your words actually change things, change even your body chemistry. Praise the name of Jesus, but words are powerful. And more importantly, the power that is in the word of God is powerful. Glory to God. Now, let me just help you out now to, because look, at the end of the day, we know that God has promises for us. We know that God 
loves us and he's he, he's promised so many good things for those who are called by his name but the truth is many of you might not get to experience these things not because you are not better than the next guy or because you are not you know you're just new to the faith or you you mess up a lot and, and make the wrong mistakes many times you don't you don't you don't live out in the will of god because you haven't learned to to activate the power of the word in you praise the name of jesus and and that's what i want to teach you i want to teach you how to 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 use the word of god to to win in this life to use the power that is in the word of god to rise above obstacles to rise above situations to rise above temptations the power in the word of god that that you see this thing in the scriptures and it says this about you and you actually get to see it real life that is possible and it's, it's if you apply these things I'm going to teach you, 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 you get to experience them by the grace of God. So let me, just t- let me just give you this. How to unleash the power in the word. How to unleash. I know this sounds like a, a very uh, uh, funny title or subheading. But I, I want you to, to really pay attention to it. How to unleash the power in the word. And it's a system I call CIA. Right, it's something that will help you remember CIA. All right, literally the CIA. Yes, it's an acronym for the C stands for comprehend, comprehend, comprehend. Now, what this means is you you first need to understand what the Word of God promises. You need to see it to see it. Like, for you to see it happen in your life, you have to have first seen it in the Word of God. You need to see it, you need to understand what it means before anything else. Right? Ephesians 1 from verse 17 to 19. Let's check it out. Oh, this is where it gets exciting. Ephesians 1 from verse 17 to to 19. If you're with me, I want you to read it with me right now. Alright. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ... The Father of glory may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. I'll take that again. So Paul is praying to them, the Ephesians, that look, I pray that the Father of glory gives to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Revelation there means insight in the knowledge of him. It's a Greek word. Excuse me. What you have here is is wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him, right? It, the, the the Greek word literally means re- revelation knowledge, to have a firm understanding of this, right? Verse eighteen: the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of His calling, what are the riches. Of his of the glory of his inheritance of the saints. So he's saying that you have the epignosis, uh, you know, of the word that you you understand what. Look at this that you may know and understand what is the hope of his calling, and what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. So there are some things that God has given you as an inheritance, but it's also your job to have an understanding of what those things are. And Paul is praying. That you come out to be, you become aware of these things. That you get to understand these things. That God has promised His saints. That God has bequeathed to His saints. Praise the name of Jesus. And it goes on to say in verse nineteen. And what is He's still saying? I, I also want you to have um, revelation in, in in what you know to know the exceeding greatness of His power towards us who believe according to the working of His mighty power. He wants you to understand the extent of His power. At work in you and towards you. Praise the name of Jesus. So these things come by revelation. God wants you to comprehend what he wants for you. He wants you to come to an understanding of what he desires for your life. Through his word and through his spirit. So that he may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. In the knowledge of him. Glory to God. So the first step is comprehend. You need to understand what is it that God wants for me what is it that god wants me to know what is it that god wants me to have first understand first understand 
So that's C. Comprehend. the The second um the second one is incubate. I for incubate. And, and, and this just uh, off the top comes from uh, Colossians three sixteen, where, where it, uh, Paul admonishes the Colossians and tells them, "Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, in all wisdom." You know, and he informs them how to make it happen, you know, by teaching each other, by teaching. Let the words dwell. Admonish one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. And, and this just applies to, to, to the word of God in general. Let it dwell in you richly. Memorize the word of God. See, look, let me tell you. For someone who is believing God for a healing, do you know if I observe your life and your devotion, I should be able to tell what it is you are desiring God for, what you are asking of God for, right? Um, if I look at you, and I mean, I remember one time that, um, I remember there was a time that my mom was believing for a healing, right? She was believing for a very good healing from the Lord, and she prayed i mean that period of time um there were books that she had books on healing um there were sermons she was listening to sermons on healing do you know like like with everything that was around her i could tell that she was desiring a healing from the lord you know and and that's what i mean like let it show let the words dwell rich let it be obvious you know that you are desirous of this thing desirous like let your desire come alive so you will meditate you will memorize you will mix the word of god with faith in your heart so i'll give you an example if the lord has promised you sound health if he said this that look the word of god tells us in um let me give you an example in in james chapter 5 verse 14 uh to to 15 says that you know if there's any sick among you let him call for the elders of the church let them pray over him anointing him with oil in the name of the lord and the prayer of faith shall save the sick the prayer of faith shall save the sick and the lord shall raise him up you know and, and all of that so that tells you like if you're sick the prayer of faith the prayer of faith will save the sick it also says that you know in verse in in mark 16 verse 18 that they will take up you know serpents if they drink any deadly thing it shall not hurt them they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover now this is a powerful thing to think about to know that look there is healing in the name of jesus there's a prayer of faith uh, you know that 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 brings healing. There's the laying on of hands that brings healing. Once you know this, take it in, internalize it, believe in it, mix it with faith, memorize it, think about it, think about it, memorize it, meditate on it, let it sit in in your heart, let it incubate. That's how it works. If God, if if you're believing God for provision, and God has told you that you know. Romans 8.32 says he did not even spare his own son but gave him up for us all so God gave his best gave his most expensive gift giving himself his very life for us it says how will he not also with him grant us everything how did he not also with him grant us everything and you know Luke 12.24 says consider the ravens for they do not sow and and they do not reap you know uh, they don't even have storehouses or barns but god feeds them and i need you to realize something about this story the the story of the ravens the ravens are are some of the when you see a raven it's uh culturally with the jews the raven was an unclean bird it's not like um it's not like a a, a dove it's not like a robin it's not like a peacock it's not like um a duck or a goose or it, it was seen as unclean and god says look even the most unclean of birds a raven right that i mean that's so raven the, the, this raven it's 
it's unclean. What did I just say? Did I just say that's a raven? <laughs> it's unclean. But still, I feed this bird. It doesn't work. It doesn't toil. But I provide. And he asks the question, of how much more value are you than the birds? Come on. Come on. He's saying, I'm a father. I provide for my children. If I feed birds that are not even my children, that are the least of the birds, will I not also feed you? What is your value compared to this bird? This is not of much less worth. That's what God is saying. So you take that word. You take it in. God is my provider. He is my Jireh. Jehovah Jireh. He provides for me. I hold on to this. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not just looking after money and, and trying to, to get money and, 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 and paper and getting things in the bank account. God provides and I believe it. So you hold on to the word of God and no matter what, come what may. He provides. Now you will look at your situation. You look all around you, I promise. And sometimes it will look like nothing is happening. Oh, I promise you. Sometimes it will look like nothing has changed. In fact, sometimes you might even start to feel like things are getting worse. But let the word of God incubate in your heart. Oh, give no room for doubt. Let all that exists within your heart be God's word. And your faith in it. Just house the word of God. Take it in. Memorize it. Memorize it. Meditate on it. Think about it. Put your faith in it. Oh, come on. See, because the word of God is like a seed. The word of God is like a seed. And, 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 and I'm not just saying it as some sort of um, you know allegory. It's, it's actually a parable that Jesus said. Where, where the, the seed was sown and was thrown upon solid rock. And um, um, was sown upon good soil and was you know, sown amongst the thorns. That is how the word of God is. See, a seed has so much potential. Uh, you know, one of the biggest trees is sequoia. Um, one of the giant trees in the world. When you see the seed that it comes from, you'll be, you be so amazed. You'll be so amazed. It, it, it's similar to what they, they say about the mustard seed. One of the smallest seeds ever. And when it's planted, you get to see eventually what it becomes. A great, majestic tree. So the seed in itself has so much potential has so much potential but what it needs is just the right environment to grow once the word is mixed in with faith it changes everything and soon enough it starts to bear fruit but look no seed i've not seen any seed that germinates in a day and, and that's where a lot of people get discouraged so god has promised me this i've believed it i've held on to it but why is it not happening? I, I, I thought it was meant to be instant. Why am I not seeing it change? The seed needs the right environment to grow and germinate. And while some, while some seeds grow faster, some take time. Some take patience. But surely the tree will grow. Praise the name of Jesus. So look. Once you've understood what God wants for your life, that he, look, he doesn't want you to suffer. He wants you to live victoriously. He wants you to be well, even on this earth. He wants you to have good health. He wants you to prosper. Yes, there'll be persecutions. There'll be trials, but he wants you to prosper. Just like in the days of famine with Joseph and his brothers, as much as there was famine in the land, Joseph was placed strategically in a place where he was going to thrive. And also cause his family to thrive, even in the midst of a famine. Are you following? So look, once you understand that that's God's will for you, internalize it. That's the next step. Incubate it. Memorize it. Mix it with faith. Meditate on it day and night. Think about it. Let the words dwell richly in you. And then the next step you take is, look, activate. So CIA stands for comprehend, incubate, and activate. And how do you actually get to activate? And remember what I said, that there is power, in not just the word of God, but in the 
spoken word of God. There is power there. And so this stage of activating involves you confessing, involves you praying it out regularly. So look, it's one thing for you to believe something. It's one thing else. It's something else to, to confess it. You know, I love Hebrews chapter 10, uh, I think from verse 23, it says, you know, let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. And there was a bracket there for he is faithful that promised. I love it. Hold fast the profession of your faith. So many times people can see the word profession and say, ah, you know, my profession is a soldier. You know, my profession is a doctor. You know, some people, they have the profession of, you know, being faithful. That's not what it's saying. The word profess is it, similar to confess. It's, it's the same word, right? To profess your love. Imagine saying, I profess my love for you. That's, that's what's going on here. So it says, let us hold fast the profession of our faith. Hold fast. Continue diligently in the confession of your faith. For he for he is faithful that promised. I, I love it. I want you to read this with me together. I, I want us to read it together. One to go. Hebrews 10, 23. One to go. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. For he is faithful that promised. Why would he Add the writer of Hebrews that God is faithful that promise. Why is he trying to remind you? Because sometimes even just the initial profession of faith and, and confessing the word of God, sometimes it might still feel like there's a delay somewhere. And he says, hold fast to that confession. Hold fast. The word hold fast means to endure to it, to continue, be consistent. Hold fast the confession of your faith without wavering. So there might be times that it's not convenient. The circumstances are contrary to your faith. Without wavering, hold fast to the confession of your faith. For he is faithful that promised. Oh, glory to God. Do you have a God that is faithful? Do you have a God who keeps his word? Do you have a God who keeps his promises that whatever he says he will do, he will actually fulfill? Do you believe that a God who has started a good work in you will bring it to completion? Do you believe that? Then hold fast the confession of your faith without wavering. Praise the name of Jesus. So, this stage involves you actually speaking these words out. Right? Now, now, look, let me tell you this. As believers, every single one of us, we will go through temptations. Now, whether your temptation is in form of a persecution or a test, or yours is in the line of sin, where you have temptations you know, from lust, temptations of pride, the eyes, uh, I said the eyes, the pride of of the world right the pride of life or the loss of the eyes or the loss of the flesh you will face temptations you're not immune to them but you know be firewood thank you jesus himself said it's um well i, I think he did <laughs> but you know be firewood uh that's the truth there will be temptations but sometimes some of you and, and this is what i hope to achieve with with uh illuminate conference this is what god has promised you know that as many attend that conference look there'll be a lot of victory activated within strength to resist grace to live above to rise above will be activated look because it i i, I can say this to you like you know this right there are times where you've, you, you know, you've come fresh. Maybe you've prayed. There's something you've struggled with. Maybe an easily besetting sin. You've prayed. You've said, Lord, I trust your grace. Lord, you know, I'm dead to sin. You've confessed these things. You've prayed about it. You know these thoughts. And you've said it all along, but it just seems like nothing is working. You still fall short. You still go back to your old ways. You still, you still go back to your vomit. And like, Lord, I'm tired of this cycle. Like, am I really saved? If this is grace and it's from you, shouldn't it be 100% effective? 
Why am I falling back? Why am I still watching the pornography? Why am I still masturbating? Why am I still lusting after this fellow? Why am I still giving myself to fornication? Why am I still cheating on my girlfriend? Why? I thought I was done with this thing. Hold fast the confession of your faith. Without wavering. For he is faithful. That promised. Look, Lord, you know me. I have sworn. In fact, I made a vow to you that year. I vowed that I will never do this thing because I love you and you loved me. You, 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 you forgave me of all my sins and I will not take you for granted. I made a vow and he tells you, look, yes, I appreciate that. But you are trying to bring about my plan by, by your works. You are trying to bring about something given freely by something that is not. By your works. You're trying to bring about my plan. Look, keep and hold fast the confession of your faith. You know, this is what the Bible says. Let me tell you this. Look, 1 Corinthians 10, 13 says, No temptation has overtaken you. Look at this. No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. But God is faithful. I love it when it says God is faithful. Look. Those places, those little Easter eggs where you see God is faithful, where you see it in the scriptures, it's to help make your faith full. Did you hear what I said? Where you see God is faithful, it's strategic to help make your faith full. Your faith in Him full. God wants that His faithfulness makes your faith full. Glory to God. So, look, He says, but God is faithful. Who will not allow you to be tempted. Look at this. God will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. Let me just put a pause there. He will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. What it means is that every temptation that has ever come your way, you are able to surmount it. I don't think you heard me. Every temptation that has come your way, you were able to overcome it. You ask, but why didn't I overcome it? Well, that's another question. But guess what? The temptations that have come, you had the ability inherent of you to rise above it and overcome. You were able. You had the ability. It just needed an activation. You just needed to activate the word of God within. Just as Jesus was also tempted. When the devil came to him, he did something. He spoke the word. He confessed the word. He held fast to the word. Said it like it was. And resisted the temptation. Ah, come on. Come on. Nobody... Nobody actively fornicates, or let, let me put it this way: you can't be on the bed of fornication and be reciting scriptures. It, it doesn't happen. It it, it, it does doesn't work it, it, unless your conscience is destroyed or say, I don't know how you're going to do that at the same time. There's just something. There's just a consciousness. There's just an atmosphere that confessing the scriptures creates that 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 pushes sin away. And God only wants us to invest heavily in this part. To activate the word of God that is already within your heart. And confess it. And stand by it. And say it with all fervency. And hold fast to the confession of your faith. Because he is faithful. Who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with the temptation. Look at this. He will also make the way of escape. That you may be able to bear it. Ah. He is that faithful that he will give you a way of escape out of it. And look, one way that that happens is by the confession of the word. Confess the word. Use the strategy of your Lord Jesus Christ and win. Use the strategy of the Lord Jesus Christ and win. Paul is speaking from experience. Paul was persecuted. Paul was beaten. He was scourged. He was shipwrecked. He must have believed that God must have hated him. 
If anything, if I were in Paul's shoes, I would have believed that God hated me. Maybe because I persecuted his church is doing the same to me. I would have thought that. But Paul did not waver in his confession. He said, I boast in my weaknesses. Ah, I boast in my weaknesses because then I find Christ strong in me. Come on. He kept his head in the game. He confessed the same things regardless of the situation. And that's what God wants and expects of every one of us. Whatever it is you've believed God for, stand on his word. Search the scriptures. Understand the scriptures. Incubate them in your heart. Mix them with faith. Give your, the seed of the word of God the right environment for it to grow and confess it. By the time you start to confess, you are changing things. You are breaking walls. You are building fences. With your words, you are transforming lives, even if it's your own life. There is power in the spoken word of God. There is power in the spoken word of God. God wants you to use his word to win. God wants you to stand perfect and complete in his will. And this is one way to do that. To use this tool he's given to you. His word. It is powerful. If the word of the Lord can change a man's eternal destiny. That's the message of the gospel. Then it can change your life. They are no mere words. You might look at them and say, oh, these are mere letters, mere words that were written by inspired men of God. But look, the words are powerful. The words are powerful. Just say it. Your body might be feeling something else. Say it. If you stick to the word long enough, you will see the result. If you stick to the word, if you hold fast the confession of your faith and you stick long enough without wavering, you will see the results. Your body might be feeling so, now you might be feeling so tempted in your body to do what you shouldn't do. And it's not just the right time to make those confessions. You really just want to indulge in it. No. Hold fast the confession of your faith. Speak the word. Resist the temptation. Just say it. Just open your mouth and say it. I don't want to do this. I am dead to sin and the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. This temptation is not too hard for me to bear. This temptation is not hard for me to bear. It's not too hard because there's a way of escape and I will escape and I will escape. By the time you start to speak these words, you just stand up and start speaking in the Holy Ghost. I am victorious. I am I am victorious in Christ. I win always. I am dead to sin. I am no longer a slave to it because I'm alive in Christ. I'm a slave of righteousness. Before you know it, you've overcome the temptation. You've overcome. Hold fast. Continue. In the confession of your faith. If you believe God for a healing for yourself or for a family member, hold fast. Hold fast. The word says you will lay hands on the sick. The prayer of faith will heal the sick. They will recover. Hold fast to it. Remember that in Jesus' life, it was recorded that all who were sick came to him. And he turned no man away and all went healed of all of them were healed of their diseases. What does that tell you? That he is still in the business of healing and he will not turn away that person. You're believing for their healing even if it is you. He will not turn them away. He will heal you completely with no trace that there was a disease. With no trace that there was a sickness. Hold fast the confession of your faith without wavering. For he is faithful that promised. I want you to turn this to prayer right now. And whatever it is that you are believing God for. Those expectations I asked you to stir up. I want you right now to have them met. Confess the word of God. Confess the word of God. Say what you want and hold fast to it. Come on and expect to see the result. Expect to see the result. I don't know who it is. Maybe you are, you, are, you are afraid of your career choices. You're not sure of what is going to happen. You're not sure of what, what next is going to, 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 to come around. But hold fast. Know that you are in God's hand. If he gave his son freely and did not spare him, how would he not with him give you all things?
He said, if I, if you ask anything in my name, First John, First John chapter five verse fourteen. If you ask anything in my name, I will not only just hear you, but I will give you that which you've asked. This is the confidence that we have. If we ask anything in his name, he will give to us. There is a confidence we have that when we pray, he gives these things to us. We know and we will hold fast to it because he's a, he's a faithful God. He is a faithful God. Regardless of the circumstances, he is faithful. He is true. He is good. Whatever it is you are hoping to God for, see God delivers. God delivers. God delivers. Oh, thank you, Jesus. There was a friend of mine who was not sure they were going to graduate, whether she, she was going to spend an extra extra year. But look in the in the place where they looked like there was no hope, where we she had already concluded that there's nothing that can be done. She needed an extra unit, an extra unit just to to graduate this year but god gave her six units god gave her six units come on now there's nothing that god cannot do hold fast the confession of your faith whatever it is you're believing god for hold fast to the confession of your faith see that god is true that there is power in your words speak it i want you to confess i want you to confess it come on i want you to pray confessionally just say it say it say it your words are making things happen oh thank you jesus thank you jesus if we ask anything in his name oh it's ours thank you jesus thank you jesus oh glory to god so precious father in heaven we are grateful thank you for this evening thank you for your word that has come forth we've realized for sure that your word is powerful that your word is true and that you are a faithful god and that all your promises are sure they are true in him all your promises in christ jesus are yes and amen they are so and so we are grateful for that lord jesus thank you because all our expectations are met and exceeded thank you lord because this is still the year of the supernatural thank you lord because supernatural things begin to take place in our lives and become the norm of our lives become the standard of our lives lord no matter how long it's been we've waited and asked for these things lord we see them happen we see them happen because you are a faithful god thank you lord because the miracles begin an avalanche, a, 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 a crowd of miracles start to ensue in the name of Jesus. A stampede of miracles. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we've prayed. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Come on, give God a shout of victory. If you know that now you are victorious in Him and in the power of His Word, come on, give God a big shout. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I am super confident that this has been a blessing to you. Keep praying with it and let these words drive you to action to live in the fullness of the will of God for your life. Stick around for more. God bless you. I love you.